everyone. Welcome to Final Final, a consumed media podcast. We took a quick 2.5 year hiatus. We're back. We're better than ever. We have a set. We have more employees and we're here today. I'm Landon. I'm joined by Michael, Jack and Lawson. Hello. Hello. Hey I'm Lawson. Hey, Landon, Jack and Lawson. How's your week been? One sentence, Jack. All things considered, good. Lawson. Busy, but good. Michael. Monday. Right, because it's only Tuesday. Tuesday. Mine is good. I'm COVID negative. I had COVID last week, so congratulations! I'm, I'm, I'm killing it. Applause. Oh, right. I'm gonna try not to wear that out, but <laughs> we will. No promises. Oh, no promises. So, we're gonna start with a quick little consume recap. What happened this last month at Consume Media? First and foremost, it was our dear editor Lewis's five-year work anniversary at Consume Media. Yeah, big deal. Big deal. Big deal. He, uh, he's making an appearance in a later segment of the podcast. I'm going to make him tell a story he told me earlier. It was about when, he, when you guys first got this office and he filmed like the party you had here. And that was when the first red camera got the night stolen. Got robbed, yeah. yeah, but Lewis thought you guys meant the camera he was using to film that night got stolen. And he's like, I felt so bad. I was like, I don't know. I put it back where you told me. They were like, oh, that Canon piece of shit. That's not what we're <laughs> talking about. We're talking about the red. <laughs> Yeah, we tried to use a lot of Lewis's footage as to piece the night back together to see did did he catch the person? Right. Is there a possibility they're on film? But yeah, never saw the camera again. Yeah. It happens. Well, Five years, man. I guess I told Lewis a story for him, but stay tuned for when Lewis tells yeah. that story. <laughs> All right. So the next thing that happened at Consume Media is we filmed for Ashby in San Diego. Jack, you were a one man show there. How'd that go? Yeah. Well, I think now we're finally getting into the place where more events are coming on, which means traveling to other cities to film some of these events. But with Ashby, it was great. They are finally showing what their product is, because if you go on their website, it just tells you who they work for, not what they do. So well, they're, they're in stealth mode, yeah, right? Is that what it's called? Stealth mode. So now I finally got to go there, never have done a project with them yet, um, and seeing everything that they did. And it's pretty incredible. They had like 45 people in this little conference room and we filmed they were ultra prepared um and they just went through all of their products and it was awesome sick you love to san see diego it. not too bad san diego yeah, cool that? yeah i mean we we i like filming in these places because we get different crews out there since i'm the only one traveling and we need to film obviously so right. get some people and you know they're just masters at what they do some of them you'll bring two three people and they're just setting up these huge rigs and it's pretty awesome to see it that's cool yeah nice Next thing that we filmed was, filmed a couple things in the studio. We filmed with NTSC. Michael, how did that go? It was great. Yeah, we had a couple of, um, what do we want to call them? Technology security experts, really. Some people who could come in here, talk about some of the initiatives that they're advocating for. You know, NTSC is the National Tech Technology Technology Security Security Coalition. Flash on the screen. Coalition. Coalition, yeah. Coalition. Right there. National Technology Security Coalition. So, um, you know, a very dense, pretty technical subject matter, but it was cool to hear from people who are kind of boots on the ground thinking through the future of cybersecurity in America. Absolutely. That's a lot of what we do, really complex products. It's true. Let's uh, let's streamline it down into something understandable. Yeah, we learn things. We also filmed with our friends at Prismacolor. 
We filmed a couple different times with Prismacolor. We filmed some lifestyle stuff. We filmed some stuff in the studio. Yeah, it's looking good. What I've seen so far from that shoot, how 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 did that go for y'all? It's been good so far. I think we've been we broke up finally finishing the classes, which Mm -hmm. was six days overall, seven I think. Yeah, something like that. It was the first time finding a professional artist, right? And what are the classes for the viewers? So it's broken up into separate levels, but the idea is that if you were to buy one of these packs from Prismacolor, they will teach you how to draw step by step from beginning to end, and it's scaled up from being a very first-time drawer to getting, you know, going through the levels and then being able to draw some sort of landscape that you think would be impossible doing at your level. Mm -hmm. And they teach you everything. So we had an artist here. We casted for weeks trying to find the right person because we want to have somebody who is the professional teaching us as well because we don't really know what the steps are on that. (laughs) So it was really cool to have that. And, you know, we did it in a very smart way. We filmed everything in our studio that we could and then finally got to a wide shot where we had to go to we don't really know what the steps are on that. <laughs> so it was really cool to have that. And, you know, we did it in a very smart way. We filmed everything in our studio that we could and then finally got to a wide shot where we had to go to a different studio to do just that. Right. Well, that's cool. That sounds like a, a class that even I, I, well, I don't know. I'm not yeah. going to say that I'd be able to draw. But we can take it for free. I was going to say, uh, I think we should do it. I've been yeah. doing it as I'm edit as, as like Sarah and Sean <laughs> are drawing making along the dailies. I'm just like following just to make sure that it's good. You Absolutely. Know? Mm-hmm. You're like, let me dummy test this. You're dog right. fooding it. I'm dog fooding it. Perfect. What does that, what does that mean? It means you're eating your own creation to make oh. sure it tastes good. It's, oh. a, it's a concept in tech where they're using their own product to make sure it's good. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm dog food. Dog fooding it. Last thing we filmed was a little Georgia Farm Bureau action. And we had to cast, not this month, not only did we use a professional artist for the first time, we used a professional dog for the first time, which is very expensive. Well, sorry, this is a professional a dog for the second time. I just want to oh mm. point out. Well, now Drogo's na- professional, yeah, his but first at the time. the time, he was very new to the it. The debut. Lawson's yeah. dog was recently in a commercial series we created for Zero Odor. Yeah, we'll put him on screen right now. And my gosh, Drogo is like the best dog ever. Mm -hmm. Takes direction quite well. But this was like a dog that's in movies that was on the Georgia Farm Bureau set. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a dog named Mango. This was Jack's first time directing a dog. I think all of us learned a lot. It's I compared it to directing kids, but you don't get upset with them when they don't listen because it's a dog. Right. Um, But yeah, we had to kind of make a lot of adjustments on the fly. There were some challenges that we ran into just on set. Seeing what the limitations of Mango's abilities were meant that we were kind of sitting down in between each shot and really working out how we're going to adjust our action and what we were going to do to to make sure we told the story we were trying to tell. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, this was also the first time that Michael and I worked together where Michael was off camera. And I would venture to say that if he was on the camera, these adjustments probably would have taken three or four times as long just trying to make what we could have done work with understanding what the dog can do there are some things that's simple enough you would think this is what we want and just flat out it's not possible to do so these learning curves were very interesting to know moving forward do you have like an example of that because yeah so there was one shot that we have where we wanted the dog to walk in stop and then walk out of frame they can't do that really yeah they have to one they have to see their mark so they need somebody to tell them to stop and then from there, having them wait 
and then exit from where they came from, you would need that same trainer to move around. But while we're filming with audio, it's not possible. Mm. So we broke it up into different pieces. But now that we had a camera operator, Michael could just DP. We had an AC in there. We were able to move through these endeavors and fix them on the fly, which made it very easy for us. Interesting. And how did you feel about that role? I loved it. It was great. I felt like I felt a lot more helpful across the board versus just making sure the tripod's level, making sure the camera's in focus. I mean, it, it, it let me sit, sit down with Jack and Josh and just look at what we're trying to accomplish, break it up down into the smallest components, talk to those trainers, be like, all right, what are our limitations? Because that was really the biggest learning exercise for us is we came into it thinking we had simplified the concept enough to where we would have it. But then you get on set and to Jack's point, it's like a dog can't see a mark on a floor and know to stop there and mm. for how long and then to leave. It, every little thing has to be a command. So we really had to take something that originally we had planned on being one continuous shot and break it up into different actions and think through how it was going to affect the edit, make sure that the coverage made sense, make sure that the angles made sense, and then just making sure it was actually feasible. So a lot of problem solving. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed having having that piece off of me and just being able to help the entire crew across the board and also just sitting there with the client explaining what we're doing how it's all going to come together it was it was definitely a little a liberating feeling for sure oh i'm sure i feel like being a dp is where you thrive i love being on camera you know i I think i'm good at it but at the same time there's there's so many things to jack's point like that i can't contribute to if i am in that role right um yeah it's pretty all-consuming so it's you know if we have a creative director like we, we want to use the creative director. So it's, it's, you know, it's nice to have Michael DP, but you also can DP and not have to worry about a camera. And now that we've gotten to that point where we're able to do that and know like the people we have in place, it, it takes a lot to like put effort into it, to put trust into people on our sets. Cause it's, you know, if they don't work out the way we want to, then that effort has to go on us. So we have to really trust the people that they can do their job so we can do ours. And thankfully we did it. We, we, we have the people who we knew, like we could trust these people hmm. and you know, Michael didn't have to worry about their jobs. I didn't have to worry about anybody else's job, but mine. And, and we had Josh to yell at us and keep us on time. <laughs> And had you guys worked with this camera op before? Yeah. Many times. Many times. So that's why you felt He's, comfortable. Yeah. Okay. Very. I mean, there's there's some qualities to look into people who, because this is the first time he camera operated for us, but he's been on our sets multiple times. And What does he usually do? He does our sound yeah. normally. Oh, and, okay. But he's just, he, you know, he's the first person to help Michael with the camera when we're, when we're in the middle of shoots, if there's no audio at that time. He's... And he owns two reds, so he knows what he's doing with the camera itself. But this was the first time we had him to camera operators. And we didn't even have to worry about him. It was he knew what to do. We didn't, you know, we're checking to make sure these things are level, that they're they look good as what we should be doing. And then we can worry about, you know, trying to climb over any issues or figure out what's gonna happen next. Cause when we have to break up a shot, we have to think about the edit now we we can't wait till post we have to think about what it's going to look like immediately so having a second person there to look at these things and think about it really helps us make sure that we're doing the right thing yeah i want to play a little game on this same note if you guys were part of let's say an a24 movie i want to guess what each of you would want your role to be okay first uh, this is easy because is what you already do but i think you would want to direct Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Michael, I think that you might want to. Who's the person that decides the color scheme? Production design. I feel like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I feel like you could do a lot of different things. I'm interested in that. Yeah. But I like to think, so maybe not an A24 movie, but when it comes to TV shows, you know, there's a mm-hmm. showrunner, right? Because mm-hmm. they're constantly filming and editing episodes at the same time. So there's always usually three directors involved in mm-hmm. any TV show. Whoever's on set today, whoever w- is in the edit for the last episode, and whoever's working on the next episode. Showrunner gets to play that creative director role where you're the one, you're the Vince Gilligan. You know, you get to set the style and maintain that consistently across directors. Whereas movies are much more, the director gets to make all those decisions because it's just one person creative control. Vince I think Gil- I would enjoy oh, a showrunner. Yeah. What about J.J. Abrams? I could see that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Vince Gilligan was that and also like story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that common? That is yeah. the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They usually, okay. outside of writers, showrunners will be the ones pitching stories okay. yeah. and they'll say can we turn this into a movie and then they get the writers on board from there sometimes writers do it but they usually want to attach themselves to a showrunner like a jj abrams a writer goes to him and says this is my idea that showrunner takes it because he has a bigger name attached to him and will say let's do it like this and it's all good till you get to season eight and you run out of source material <laughs> happens what show are you Lost. referring to oh okay game of thrones <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Oh, I'm just thinking about the last episode of Lost. Oh, it's great. That's you got J.J. Abrams on the brain. Yeah. That's why Breaking Bad was, I mean, obviously throughout a, whole, a brilliant show, but they didn't leave loose ends like so many shows do. Yeah. And I listened mm-hmm. to a podcast series um, with Vince Gilligan and some other writers, and they were like, you know, we, people constantly ask us, did you have... Did you have all of these things figured out from the beginning? And they were like, nah. Every episode we were like, how the hell are we going to make that make sense (laughs) from two seasons ago? And one thing that I thought was super interesting that I, it's really stuck out to me now in shows. And it's one reason why I would feel like a show is bad, but I couldn't put my finger on why. As he was saying, there can be coincidences in a show, but not something that helps the character. Because that mm-hmm. feels that, out of place. That becomes yeah. convenience. Exactly. Convenience. But when, it, when it's a coincidence, exactly, it comes con- convenient. He's, I, I saw that, and they were talking about if a coincidence gets you in trouble, then it's that's, fine. that's fine. But if it gets you out of trouble, that's cheating. Yeah, that's exactly. That's why Obi-Wan is such a terrible show. Because it's all convenience. <laughs> and, the entire and it just makes it feel... Feels cheap. Cheap, yeah. exactly. Cheap. Yeah, and and like, sure. it takes you out of the show because it's like, wait, that didn't feel realistic. Yep. Even if it's in a fantasy world. Hmm. Now, over to Lawson. Yeah. All right, I've got two options. Hit me. Neither of them are editor. Okay. Because I think what you would want to do <laughs> is produce the score. Yes, Foley artist. Or, <laughs> right? Actually, I take back my answer. I want Foley artist. <laughs> actually, actually. <laughs> You're in your bedroom. <laughs> right? Such a fun job. Um, or not the, not the Foley artist, but the person who, I don't know what this is called, decides on the sound design. Probably the sound mm. designer. Yeah. Just sound designer? Okay. Yeah, probably. Definitely either editor or like score. Would be yeah. Good. Or just starring in it. You know, or despite having no experience <laughs> acting on screen, you can I star like and edit. Really <laughs> it would just be fun. I can feel like you'd be really good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So you wouldn't want to do... natural talent over here. You wouldn't want to do like sound design? No. It's, it'd be fun, but um, making music is more fun. It's fair. Editing is fun too, so. Totally. It'd be a whole different ballgame to edit a show a movie oh you got a team of people oh 100 yeah. percent. i i just think that would be like an interesting mm-hmm. yeah i think i would like a, a movie more just 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 like a finite thing wrapped up that encapsulated makes sense. i don't know show just show just feels like 
too much going on, too many loose ends. Yeah, I mean, I, point, it would actually. be fun. They would both be a lot of fun. Obviously. Yeah, the show's always a gamble because you never know how it's going to end. You never know. Gets canceled, mm-hmm. so they wrap it up quickly or like it runs too long. Or they long. make a movie Ugh, or three movies. movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice thing about a movie is you would know from the get-go just from the script like if it's going to suck or be dope. Right. I, I mean, that's mm. not necessarily true, but you can have an idea. You can read a bad script and it's just going to be bad. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Gary Oldman. No. You you can have a good movie with a bad script and a bad movie with a great script. I agree with the you latter. Have, yeah, but you have more. I don't know if idea. I agree with the former. I agree with Landon. They have an idea going. Great in. movie with a bad script. What? What comes to mind? A a good movie off a bad script. Well, it just depends because there might be a time you read a script and you can't see it, but then you see it on screen and you're like, that makes sense. A movie we're going to talk about. If you read the script, what would you learn from it? Speaking of which, that segues us into our next segment movie review Hmm. now we're going to be reviewing speaking of a24 we're going to be reviewing an a24 movie today speaking of a24 the other day my sister tried to tell me what a24 was i was like greer i work at a production company and she tried to tell me something else the other day that i was like this is the second time in a row i was like do you know what i do for my job Um, not that i've seen every a24 movie but you know the people i work with said you know what movie you should watch pulp fiction (laughs) i've actually never seen pulp fiction I don't think I have either. Sad trombone. I forgot we had that. I guess we should watch it. Yeah, we should watch it. I don't understand how you guys couldn't have seen it at least once. Uh, All right, we're going to sit here and watch it now, and the the (laughs) listeners at home will just have to wait. (laughs) So we'll just cut real quick. Another two and a half years. Wow, that was crazy. (laughs) That was such a crazy... I'm so glad y'all made us watch that. I get it now. Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get the hype. That was dope. Good movie. Cool. All right. That's that fun. could be a movie where you read the script and you're like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. Mm. I'd find it very hard because yeah. it was one of the first movies that took like a circular approach. Okay, right, and a we conversational can, we, script. Now that I've guys, seen it, I totally know what you're yeah. talking about. You know about. what I mean? See, I know what you're, you're saying. You're convinced. Landon, I didn't see the movie you're about to talk about, so yeah, I'm trying to talk about true. my own no, thing. No, I was going to say, though, next next podcast, we could our, our movie review segment can be about Pulp Fiction, and then we'll have to watch it. There you go. All right. But the movie we're going to talk about, that, that sip was directly in the mic. <laughs> Um, the net. <laughs> All right. So the movie we're going to talk about today, the three of us over here have seen everything, everywhere, all at once. All right. That gives away Lawson's feelings on the movie. I liked it. Good movie. So to 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 tee this up here, mm-hmm. the movie first came out a couple months ago. Lawson. Gives it the most rave review I've ever heard anyone I'm, give a show yeah. or movie ever. I'm bad about that though. Like I overhype I like that about I don't know. You're, I like that you're you, usually right. And you're usually right. Last time you were that hyped was Parasite. Yeah, Parasite mm-hmm. was fun. And you weren't wrong. And you, I just feel like you have good artistic opinions, like <laughs> about music and stuff like that. So I, I. Well, I am a bit of a snob, so thank <laughs> no. I try not to be too much of an asshole, but. Lawson, I've never witnessed you be an asshole. <laughs> well, it was a good movie. I mean, I definitely, I tried not to overhype it, but I think in doing so, I kind of like showed my hand a little bit that I that I thought. Should it we was find the original Slack message? Because it was really, it was emotional. Put it on screen. <laughs> I'm about to be on record. It's not good for Show me. Show the receipts. Yeah, she got receipts. Anyways, while Landon's pulling that up. Yeah, I think that I wanted people to not miss it in theaters. So I needed to convey, you know, this is going to be a good one, like a fun experience to spend $17 and plus snacks can and you, all that. Can you give a little 
synopsis of the movie. Good luck. As I've never seen it. Okay. I'll give my synopsis. Yeah, after give your a synopsis. No, I'm oh. very you curious to hear all three of yours synopsis Let of me, the same I'll movie. I'll start it out with here's what Lawson put in Slack. This actually isn't as hypey as I thought. He he was more hypey in I person trying, about it. Yeah. But he said, I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna overhype it or nothing. But I saw this movie last night. It's really great. Y'all gotta watch it before it leaves theaters. And let me know when you go, because I'd pay to see, I would pay to see it at least three more times. And then an emoji of a cowboy tipping its hat. Great emoji. Yeah. Classic. And the best. I, and I did see it one more time after that in theaters. It was great. Um, synopsis, I'd say um, there's... All right, we're going to have to cut great. for okay. a second. So, just let me <laughs> see, just imagine the pitch for this movie. Yeah. Okay. I so, would have loved to hear it. There are a bunch of parallel universes in which different versions of yourself existed. Okay. Multi. A multiverse, if you will, <laughs> right? So multiple verses. I'm not very into comic book okay. movies, so that that word isn't on the top of my head. But a multiverse. Okay. And in these multiverses, you're great at different things, and you can use based on what techno. So, like, imagine if Jack. you when you were a kid, was there something you were really good at that you didn't stick with? Uh, like sports? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So imagine you stuck with that sport. And now you're professional. Oh. And now in that universe, you're really agile and you know can do a bunch of cool stuff and you can use some technology to tap into the skill sets so that's what that you have in about that, in that okay universe. specifically a bluetooth headset oh obviously right. everything an old school an old school everything yeah. connects to bluetooth cab driver <laughs> bluetooth headset. oh so when my mom used to talk in on the grocery store all the time oh mm-hmm. that's great so how does that synopsis differs from yours okay so here's mine <clears throat> She wrote it. <laughs> it no, was no. also in Slack. This is also in Slack. <laughs> okay. So, I saw everything everywhere all at once this weekend, and that was some of the weirdest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Someone got beat up with dildos. Someone else's hands exploded, head exploded into glitter. The metaphor for the universe was an everything bagel, and this all took place in an IRS building. Honestly, the head I mean, exploding spoilers. into confetti was one of the favorite things I've seen on screen in years. Same. And there was hot dogs for fingers. Is it really? Yeah. Because it was I, awesome. It was cool. That was When cool. I saw the trailer, that part, obviously out of context, is what threw me off of not wanting to watch the movie. Well, when you see the movie, you're kind of just like, when you're, when you're in theater watching it, you're like, it's, you know, it's solid so far. And that is the scene where everything just switches. Switches. Well, yeah. so when you look at the trailer... Movie. You look like, okay, this is kind of just a weird movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you yeah. would think it's something like a real life movie, something not like this. And then you see that. So it's like your expectations are not like, accurate. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. I agree with you. That was the thing that threw me off as to why. Once I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm out. I checked out of it because I didn't know the context of all this. Yeah. And the interesting thing, like, the, I think there's a lot in this movie that has, like, is like visually effective quickly because the directors came from like their background is directing music videos it's, uh, oh that's interesting the daniels daniels yeah the daniels yeah what music videos have directed um, that anyone, japanese uh, oh, artists got it. Okay. yeah and they, they did um a bunch of man or a few manchester orchestra videos oh which is one of my sick. favorite bands i love manchester yeah. orchestra and they directed swiss army man which oh yeah yeah manchester orchestra did the soundtrack for I that, that. it's acapella wow and uh, that is also a great movie so it's also very weird and has like some cool visual effects. I've heard that's a weird movie. Like I've met Manchester Orchestra before. Have you really? Yeah. What? At, have I ever told you this? I was like uh, you might have 16 or 17. Wow. It was at, um, this is so Atlanta. It was at um, Masquerade. 
Oh, that's dope. Yeah, seeing. Oh. Do you know Royal Thunder? That band. Mm-mm. I was seeing them, and Royal Thunder was signed to Manchester Orchestra's label. Gotcha. Yeah, my sister's ex-boyfriend used to be signed to their label. Right. So that's how I. Yeah. Was, that's why I was there. Okay, and I I, I know we both follow. Andy Hole. Andy Hole's wife. His wife. On Instagram. Yeah. Private account. Yeah. Andy Hole is like a lead singer of Manchester Orchestra. He's like, uh, you know, like a band guy. He's like alt guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like very alt guy. And then his wife is like. Mud pie. It's like mud pie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like she seems great. It's just funny. Like the juxtaposition. Yeah. But yeah, I love Manchester. They say opposites attract. They're very nice. That's great. Yeah. Great to hear. So what awesome. What did that movie make you feel? It made me feel everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, it, it got me in my feels for sure. Did you tear up at all? I, I might, uh, you know, maybe I welled up a little bit. I'm not a big crier. Not. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> just, yeah. Lawson in his crying ass movies. Yeah, I just like a movie that'll that'll make you think. I mean, you know, it's nothing like people were pointing out. It was kind of overhyped to some people, where they were like, oh, "I expect it to be this like revolution, revelation." It, it is thing. a tough task when people like a movie so much. That's true. Yeah, it, once it gets so overhyped, and, and people really get like so into a twenty four movies. It's yeah. like it's a personality trait. It's yeah. exactly it's a personality mm-hmm. trait. Yeah, and so it is like pretty existential, and at times, and uh, so people were like. Why is everyone talking about how good this movie? Like I've, I mean, I've thought about existential stuff before. I'm, I'm a, a, a philosophical person, mm. they, so they say. But also, I love a good everything bagel, and you love yeah. a good everything bagel. I mean. So it wasn't necessarily that it was like these revelationatory thoughts. Is that a word? Probably not. It Revelatory. Just I it was, it was these new me. new thoughts to me. I was just like, this encapsulates the feeling pretty pretty well. It's like you know, nothing matters and. That's beautiful. Well, and then okay. I've seen the way people have started to use that term, the multiverse, and mm-hmm. I do like it because people will be like, this is cute. My sister sent this to me. My other sister it was a TikTok that it's like, if the multiverse was real, I'd want you to be my sister and all of them. <laughs> like cheesy stuff like that. Because like one of the, I guess, kind of like points of that movie is the it, the family that the movie is focused on. It's kind of like they're like in different parts of the multiverse and it's like i would want to love you in every multi like every mm-hmm. universe right which is like a s- sweet message it's a good one definitely yeah it's a good one but i did feel like my biggest qualm with that movie was that it goes into these different universes where this weird shit happens depending on different ways your life could have gone and it, it was too it was too long in my opinion like mm. they just did that same cycle way too many times i felt like it could have been 45 minutes shorter hmm. personally yeah. but i will say the budget for this was $25 million, which I was shocked at what they were able to do with that budget. Because just like you said, the, the exploding head, like all of their visual effects, all of their costumes were a, a team so of, fantastic. A team of eight visual effects artists, by the yeah. way. That's but insane. Yeah. And it's that insane they were insane. able to like do all of that within that budget. And the fight scenes were just so good, right. outrageous. And the acting was fantastic. So though they were definitely... So many of the singular elements to me were extremely impressive, but I think I got frustrated with the repetition. And also, a lot of art goes just straight on over this empty head. No, so. I think you got it. I think you were just like, eh, it's nothing new. I think I, yeah, I think I watch too much TikTok, mm. and so I'm used to things being <laughs> fast. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Like, the first time I just wanted to, the first time I saw it, I just wanted to, like, keep seeing it. So I wasn't too, too upset about the runtime. Second time, I was like, okay, I can see how 
this might feel long to you some get people. more context yeah, i was but. i was concerned when it at the end when it brought in the all at once segment and, right you know the movie kind of restarts yeah a couple times and then that third yeah. part i was like are they about to do right. this whole thing again but it was you know it was quick but yeah, I, was, right. I was definitely buckled in and ready for there to be another 45 minute Jeez. extravaganza yeah, because we so haven't I, talked about this. I went into the movie blind. I had not seen a trailer. Okay. All I'd heard was Lawson's rave review, our editor Sarah's rave review. Um, oh my gosh, Sarah, s- hop in. Tell us <laughs> how you feel. I definitely, <laughs> I intentionally tried to avoid <laughs> seeing a lot of it. So as you're watching the beginning of the film, it's a story of an intergenerational immigrant family. And I was like, okay, I'm very curious about the interpersonal story that's being told here. But then all of a sudden it just, pff, hard left turn. Right. And it gets real weird real quick. Um, I enjoyed it. I think the whole time I was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> that was really the main emotion I was feeling. Yeah. I don't think I ever felt, like you said, there were, there wasn't like a, wow, this is really making me consider life or dig in super deep to these relationships. But it was a spectacle. I mean, it was just the creativity, the way they were able to execute on a budget was just it was impressive like mm. i was just Very impressed much. i knew that much you know i knew that it was a small budget i knew it was basically an indie film but it looked it had blockbuster energy like yeah. it was really well done the main character the daughter she mm-hmm. was in what was that movie called that was um like a netflix rom-com uh kissing booth yes kissing booth i loved that movie. did you i loved it i mean like it's cheesy i can't i can't <laughs> say that cute. i've seen it but um Space uh, yeah. to watch I'm it. actually saying too much. This is you really can't publicly say you've seen it, right? <laughs> yeah, movies. Right. <laughs> I watch it every night. Well, next time we'll do Pulp Fiction, and that way Jack will have more to say. I mean, I've seen that movie so many times that I don't think I could say anything <laughs> about it. He can just quote it right now. I could start from the beginning. I can also point out where they miscut parts of the vid of the movie of course you can yeah there's one really big part that bothers me every time i was gonna say does that bother you being like when you watch movies when you catch shows, it when you catch when it? you catch it you're like ooh. are you just like ah, why can't i turn that part of my brain off i mean yeah y- you know it's you it must happen to you guys as well right oh of like course yeah. just, well, yeah. in different contexts though but like in um design yeah yeah you you definitely could make the case that it happens much more than anybody could ever imagine it happens i can also tell now when the sound design is bad mm-hmm. i don't i don't necessarily know when it's like good versus great but i can tell when it's not good yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well so much of it is world building like if you're not noticing those things they're doing a good job right. but exactly. if you do notice it you're like it's the same thing with the exactly. cuts yeah you exactly. really should right. not be noticing cuts at all mm-hmm. but the one from pulp fiction happens in the first two minutes of the movie and then the last two minutes of the movie all right i'll keep that in mind yeah see if you catch it well with that that ends segment 1a 1a we'll be back after a brief intermission and one of one person we voted off the island sponsor oh we're voting someone off yeah morgan's coming in okay so, i've um, got my immunity idol so i don't i don't think i get to leave i will right. happily leave but thank you guys all right don't leave. All right, we've got Morgan on the set. Jack Morgan. got voted off. Welcome, hello, Morgan. Yeah, hello. Jack was voted off. Morgan's in. My immunity idol okay. came into play, and absolutely. Here I am. How's your week been? In a sentence. Um, it's been good. It's only Tuesday, so I don't feel like I can talk about the whole week. Well, no, I'm saying so far. So far, yeah, it's good. Good. Yeah, glad to hear. It. We got free lunch today. We did. Well, we actually, I paid food. for it. I submitted for reimbursement. It will be processed. Okay. Good luck. And <laughs> and ten to fourteen business days. Right. Well, that's yeah. fine. Payrolls this weekend. Great. What did what did you have for lunch today? 
Uh, drunken noodles. So, so Morgan's hammered right now. Be careful what comes out of her mouth. Yeah, watch out. Man. I'm loose cannon right now. Yeah, seriously. May have to cut Get the bleed button work. Yep. Get it queued up. <laughs> I got to remember where all the buttons are. <laughs> so our next segment is called Tool Time. And now that Jack's gone, it can't be about him. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it because he's a tool. <laughs> oh my god. I came up with that on the spot. That, that was, was not even. That was good. That was good. That was good. And toxic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk about it with HR. That's right. Um, here at Consume, we don't have an HR. We have Submit a, a anonymous tip. Yeah. 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 He's not here. He's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Narts. Yeah, Our narts. Yeah, we'll know if he listens to this or not based on if he... If he complains about that, yes, <laughs> a comment. Okay, so tool time is where we talk about an exciting new tool we've gotten. Well, we did get these new microphones. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But these the are cool. Sponsored by Zoom. Thanks, Zoom and B&H for sending us the stuff for the low, low cost of MSRP. We're, uh, <laughs> we're manifesting. Sponsors. Yeah, please. Um, but we're going to talk about today... What Michael and I are holding in our hands. It is the new Morgan has one too. Oh, I should have brought it in here. I love it. Mm. Uh, isn't it so well? Okay, it's the new MacBook Pro, the new 13-inch MacBook Pro with the M1 chip. We love it so much. Yes. <laughs> Michael, tell us why you love yours. What's not to love? You know, the battery lasts all day. Mm-hmm. It's so fast. So fast. It turns on immediately. You open it and it's already on. Wow, you guys are both enthusiastic about that as well. I'm you just saying, so I'm much. coming from a laptop that would turn off randomly at all times, mm-hmm. and the fan would just be. And that wasn't like an old. Like how old was that one? 2018. Yeah, that's not. I was like, how old was mine? Like a 2019. Yeah. 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 It's instant upgrade, and you've had yours for a little while, right? Yeah, you were the first. Of the first one was that five mm. months ago? No, six. I think it was like pretty. Recent th- after they came out. It was yeah, like it was December, pretty recent after they came December, out. Yeah. January? Yeah, something like that. So maybe six months. I just remember so having good. all of these issues with like the spinny wheel of death, mm-hmm. things not opening, things like closing on their own. And I'd ask Landon, I'd be like, hey, uh, is yours doing this? And you'd be like, what? No. <laughs> no, what? mine would. <laughs> mine no. definitely. Michael's like, you have a nice computer, Landon. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had a very nice one. It was like a desktop Mac, but. But it was it was slow was the problem. It's like with big Morgan and I are designers. Michael dabbles a lot in design. I mean, he used to be a designer. He doesn't have time for that anymore. He's doing everything. But he opens a lot of everywhere all at once. But um, so we work with huge illustrator files. So we work with huge illustrator files. So when I would have a big project, it would just be slow and like laggy. Yeah. I wouldn't get the spinny wheel as much and it would like always open my projects, but it would just got laggy, which is like would be so frustrating. And you have to split a project up into multiple yeah. files. So annoying. Yeah. Mine would be if I made anything over like 50 artboards, mm-hmm. it would just be at the end of everything. Like it wouldn't. And I'd try to like drag things. Yeah. And I'd get like a 10 second delay. Uh-huh. And I'd like drag and then I would like hold. And then they'd jump over here, but then I'd be like, no, I need to go like three more pixels that way. And I tried mm. to drag and I'd overshoot it. And That's right. so frustrating. The worst was when you're like typing animation notes and the keyboard's lagging yes. like yeah. words behind. So and many you're typos. Just like, oh my God. I know. I, I would just type it in notes first and then copy and paste it That's over. smart. Really? Yeah. That's smart. But then the problem would be, so that, that, that desktop, it did, it had some problems. So it was pretty good. But then I had like my own 
like Mac Pro from, I don't know, maybe 2016. So when I would come into the office, that's what I would use and just hook it up to a monitor. And then that was like super slow. Hmm. So then when I would be in the office, that it would be really inconvenient. Anyway, we love them. We love them very much. Yeah, it's a wonderful tool. Much so faster? Much faster. Much the faster. M1 chip, I could, I mean. Mm. Wow, chef's kiss. I would kiss, kiss it chef's if I could. Chef's to the kiss. chip. Best chip. Favorite chip. That's the new best answer. Oh, that, oh my gosh, M1 that's chip. the favorite chip. Yeah. The best chip. Yeah. The M1. Yeah, Lawson's going to sell his laptop for, you know, trade-in values, what, $200 Yeah, now? 200 bucks for my 2018 MacBook Pro, you know. Yeah. It's casual. You could buy like a, a, an official Apple cord for that price. Exactly. You could. you could buy an Apple pencil. No iPad, but the pencil. Ooh. No you iPad. You get a couple pencils. I will do that. No, one and a half. They're like one. They're 30. like a hundred bucks. I thought they At are least. I thought Apple, I thought that it was like 130. Oh Maybe. shit, are You're they? You're probably right. I think. Yeah, because I looked them up recently because I really want an iPad. I've been really wanting an iPad. And the one I told Michael I wanted, every time I tell Michael, because I have to run it by him first because I know he's going to be like, you actually don't want that one. Right. And so. Yeah, I'm just trying to give you the tips to no, keep I in know. mind I what's know. coming down the pipe. Yeah. A little insider trading, you if just, you will. You don't want to make an investment that's right. DOA, you know? No, 100%. No good. So no good. he just was like, you should get the new Air with the that best has chip. the M1 chip because mm. a lot of the updates that come out, yada, yada, yada. Wait, there's iPads with the M1 Yeah, chip? they've got M1s the and new the ones, iPads, yeah. yeah. Sheesh. Sheesh that's probably right. f- Yeah, it's probably faster than my MacBook. 100%. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, you should probably just get rid of that thing. Honestly, my laptop at home is from when I was in college, and it still works. still works perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I had to buy Creative Cloud. Well, not Creative Cloud, so it wasn't the cloud, but... yeah. Sweet. Yeah, sweet, creative yeah. sweet. It's a workhorse. Yeah. The good old days when you could own software. Yep. <laughs> what a time. What a concept. All right. So the next segment is a little something called trends in video. So this is where we talk about animation or production or design trends. Why we like them, where we think they're going. Lawson, start us out here. What are, what are we watching? Um, yeah. So trends in video. We like to watch videos. <laughs> we like to watch videos. Uh, yeah, so something that, that I've been noticing with a lot of design lately, and it's probably just, I mean, it's just catching my eye because I like the design. It's kind of like that retro yeah. thing, like mm-hmm. the bubbly fonts and like, I don't know. what. How would you describe these, this color palette that we're looking at? Like okay. Primary colors? Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, we're like only, very okay, there we go. Yeah. You know, primary colors. Uh, With that very thin, like, black stroke mm-hmm. around them. Yeah, it just looks great. So that these kinds of videos and uh, designs always stand out to me for that reason, just because I like them. There yeah. are, like, a lot of, you know, modern-looking videos and animations being done right now, but this kind of catches my eye. And the, the thing here that we have been incorporating in a lot of our videos, and shout-out Morgan, because we're about to start – I'm about to start uh, animating the message gears explainer that kind of has a similar thing where this starts – if you go back to the beginning, it starts with a globe yeah. that, tr- that 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 circular shape is – it's IO 2022, so it's a, it's a globe and it's a circle, and then it's just like a circle that we follow throughout the whole video. Oh, yeah. So it's something that – we're going to do this with the message gears explainer where it's the – top of like the dot in the eye that mm-hmm. then falls and like goes into this data warehouse and so like when we even do like ripples like that too right yeah so the circle becomes the button and then the button changes into a circle and then, right you know so it's it's this trend of like we're following a shape that's really like an abstract representation of a few different things throughout the whole video but it 
gives you something to latch onto and it's like visually engaging the whole time because of that. Um, so that, that's, that kind of ties into my second kind of observation, which is just like shapes being abstract representations of software in mm -hmm. general, which is something yeah. I'm always thinking about because we, we do a lot of like software explainer videos. Mm -hmm. So we do be doing that. We do be doing that. I mean, what, what do you think about that Morgan? You no, I agree. I like how it's just like, it's simple, but it doesn't look like it was done by someone who doesn't know what they're doing. That makes sense. Like it looks intentionally simple. Yeah. But not like plain. Which is tough. Which yeah. is a tough like balance. Mm -hmm. And it get. is very quick. Things are happening. Yeah. Like a lot of things are happening. I love that. Mm -hmm. The lines. The sophistication so much of that comes from the animation because if you think about the static storyboard for something like this, it's it's so simple. You yeah. Know, you look at that and you're like, okay, cool. But having that thread that carries you through the video, like you're saying, like mm. that's the power of animation because yeah. otherwise if it's just scene one, scene two, it's, it's a, a motion PowerPoint, but right. having something that you can follow because, you know, as viewers, we're always looking for motion. Obviously we're highly attracted to that, but having an element that can carry us through a story and morph into different things that really support the story, that that's really what makes it so engaging. Right. Yeah. I feel like this is such a hard thing to explain to a client too. It's mm -hmm. like, you just got to trust us. Right. Yeah. And at no point during watching this are you like, wait, what's the circle again? It's just right. like, that's, it's, I'm it's looking it. at a circle. Like, yeah. that's all I need to know. And I love about this video that it's constantly moving, but it's not yeah. relying on subtle scaling. Because mm -hmm. that's something super easy to rely on if you want constant movement. This isn't doing that. There is a little bit of subtle scaling, but that's not what it's relying on for its movement. I thought was really well done. Yeah, it's really. Oh, how long is the video? Like a lot is packed in there for how long it is, and Maybe it's like forty-five seconds. seconds. It's like a a webinar or like a. It's kind of like a recap. It's, it's a, a recap, recap video, yeah. Which this we do is their a lot of developer conference, I think. Mm -hmm. And it only shows the conference like a couple times, and you don't really see too much from that footage honestly. yeah and it's cool how they integrate the same style on screen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you can tell it was kind of the overarching branding of yeah. the conferences this year um but yeah it's super cool very simplified yeah that was a great example lawson thanks all right what's example number two example number two is one that lando found and i just always I come back to this, this it's in a millinote board uh that's like design inspo and it is another thing where it's just all these shapes, well, first of all, there's really cool text animation, but it's really all of these shapes that are abstract representations of movement, like literal being active and running yeah. or cycling. Um, and there's just, it, I mean, you do follow a circle throughout the whole thing. It's doing like, you know, during the cycling at the beginning, it's leaning down. You kind of see that it's a cyclist and you don't, you know, you don't think of it as a circle, but uh, yeah, this is just another great example of walk, keeping your attention the entire time and walking yeah. through, like, you know exactly what it's telling you. Like, this is going to be a recap for all the cool stuff you did this year and, like, watch how awesome it looks. And it looks great. And a really cool thing about this video is it's kind of the concept. It's similar to Spotify Wrapped, mm -hmm. where it's yeah. telling you, yeah, it's like your year in review on what you did on Strava, which if anyone doesn't know, it's an app that it's your track it's your running, your, right? It can be running, hiking, biking. It tracks your exercise. They have a lot on there now, yeah. Yeah, they nice. have a ton of activities on there. Mm -hmm. So it's this was built um, by this really cool company, Vuco, I think is how you say it. And I think it's something like 13 or 18 different segments that you see throughout this video that are meant to work in any order, any number of them together. So right. 
because you know that it's customized for different people. Yeah. So yeah. if you didn't ever bike, it would never have the biking one for you. Right. Um, so I love how there's all of these kind of match cuts with the circle mm. that's carrying us. It's but that. it's a match cut that it can be mixed and matched with any of the modules. So I just thought that was so smart, extremely well done. And we've used pieces of this for inspiration for so many videos. I found yeah. this a couple of years ago and Lawson and I just keep going back to it. I will say one thing I like about this is that you can tell that it's talking about speed and athleticism and movement without being like too on the nose. Like you don't see people running. You don't see like, I don't know, like tennis shoes or like little icons of weights or anything. No, that's a good point. It's very abstract, which we we love. It is recognizable. I mean, especially this part here where it's kind of like a heart rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that is just, that's just a clever use of a line and a dot. You know? Right. Right. My favorite one is that mountain one. I was going to say that yeah, too. That's cool. What, where it's like speeding down the mountain? Uh, it's it, like toward the beginning. No. Like or oh, no? Well, I, I like that one too, but I was thinking of a different one. Oh, okay. Um, the, it's the one where it goes up through mm-hmm. the bottom this. right here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what I yeah. Yeah. was thinking this of too. Like almost of topographic that, line. That reminds yeah. me yeah. of that Apple example we've been looking at a lot, the app yeah. tracking can- transparency ad, where it's right. just it's just strokes it's just lines, on a black yeah. background mm-hmm. and clever animation that communicates meaning with a slight camera movement that yeah. just yeah. brings lines but the graphics themselves are so simple but and that is so hard that's the hardest to thing to make a simple yeah. graphic that's abstract and like keeps your attention and is sleek yeah, that's it's harder almost than like, yeah, complicated mm-hmm. graphics and animation. It's almost like designing a brand. Like with the Strava yeah. logo, it kind of looks, you know, it looks like mountains and stuff. But you kind of have to do that with every board mm-hmm. yeah. in this yeah. in this animation. I also but. love just call out transitions like that where it's really like there's not a text animation happening here. It's no. just the camera sliding and the color patterns are changing. And yeah. it feels like it's emphasizing things. So cool. feels hypey. Totally. The last thing we're going to talk about is a design trend. Dope. Yeah, sorry. I'm just like hypnotized by the No, no, me too. I love that. Yeah, me too. So this is the design trend. I'm curious what you think about this, Morgan, that I've seen a lot lately. It's like the frosted glass look. Yeah. That's become really popular lately. It's It's not overdone or anything. It's just kind of becoming a trend. The first time I noticed it was our friends at Chargeify... Their new branding, um, when they first oh, yeah, came they, out with that. They use it. They use it. And they, they even used it more on their um, like kind of interim branding that we worked with a little bit. It had a bunch of different like circles with gradients and like they would intersect and be frosted. And so I got to work with that um, to create some new video branding for them. But I love how in the background of their user interface, it's got a like frosty blur. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time I saw that several months ago or first time I you know really thought about it, was aware right. of it. Um, HubSpot was using it on their website, but you know what? I checked their website. That sick animation thing is gone. They had HubSpot rebranded and they had on their website this cool, where the user interface is now, they had a cool, um, it was like a yellow arch and then it was an animation of a woman and um, it had like chats kind of popping up beside her, but they were super abstract and they were like frosty and it was just a Hmm. really cool little gift they had. Hmm. But yeah, they but did away gone. with it. But anyway, they didn't but like we, it as much as you did. Must have not been converting. I, who do I speak to? Because that was way better. So could we, are, are we able to go back to that, the Chargeify website? Yeah. So we can talk about the frosted glass. Because I'm, I am, uh, I'm more animation minded and less yeah. uh, graphic design minded. Right. 
So what do you mean when you say frosted glass? Like what, what am I looking at here? That's oh, the back, good question. The background mm -hmm. of that user interface. Like see how it's just, it's like got a Gaussian blur. Gotcha. Yeah, so it, how I've seen it used a lot is it'll be like a circle over something. Mm. And the circle part will be the background, but it's blurred. I don't know, it, mm -hmm. like typical frosted glass. Right, yeah. so is it like a futuristic kind of feeling or like Kind what of, it, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say futuristic. Yeah, I would call it like futuristic minimalism. Mm. That's a yeah. good Maybe. way to... And it also just helps separate objects from backgrounds. You know? Yeah. You could have the same design with an opacity on that background layer where you actually see that blue wave coming through it, but it'd be more distracting. Hmm. You know, it, yeah. it wouldn't quite pop off the page as well. It's good for like depth. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think. And then you'll see it. We use it some on the... I got to use it, that concept for the latest call rail video. That oh. Lewis is working on right yeah. now. It's so when that's so out, you'll be able to see that. Um, I just really like that that concept. It kind of yeah, it creates a little bit of depth. Yep. Without just lowering the opacity, like you'll mm -hmm. lower the opacity, you'll add a blur to it. You may add another shape on top. I made it a little bit three dimensional looking, and it just kind of creates. I think is really good for user interfaces. It kind of creates a background that feels cool, but isn't in your face it's not super noticeable but yeah. it differentiates itself from the background and from what's on the user interface mm. right yeah yes. i mean and from a design point they're fun to make they're fun <laughs> to make and you feel That's it's like important. something pretty simple that is really sleek looking. yeah yeah mm. yeah what it's about from an animation perspective lawson how does how does creating frosted glass work in after effects great question uh in after effects you know i would take an adjustment layer and i would drop gaussian blur on it and then just uh run with that it would just be a mask i was about to say would you have to do like a mask i would of do the a part mask that you would want of just what i wanted yeah would that mask be created using kind of like the body shape of the window like mm -hmm. can you use that layer i could use that layer and uh just drop a gaussian blur on just that and turn it i could actually take so if you had this window as as a, a layer in illustrator i could just yeah. bring that in and actually turn that into an adjustment layer and then drop Gaussian blur on that. So then I just, I don't have to draw a mask. It's just yeah. the layer is that. And it's a an uh, opaque layer mm -hmm. or a, a non-opaque, yeah. yeah. transparent layer yeah, yeah. Yeah. that you drop blur on and it affects everything underneath it. So and what's, what's so cool about that is that you guys can manipulate the asset and it can adjust to the background in real time versus when we're designing those as static images, we have to kind of chop out a still and apply yeah. Gaussian on it. So right. if we have to tweak where it's positioned, it's mm -hmm. like you kind of have to start over a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so that that's cool. Yeah, it's dope. Because like if I were to animate this window, like say it comes in from the bottom of the screen and it pops in and it floats and it's kind of turning. And then we get to the review stage of it and we're looking at it. We're like, you know, it's that's not, not really lining standing up. Yeah. up, standing out enough. Let's add some frosted glass behind it. Okay, I'm just going to duplicate that window layer put it underneath everything and just parent it to the original animation. So I didn't have to do anything except for duplicate the layer, put Gaussian blur on it and all animations. I don't have to rebuild anything. Yeah. It's just, it's just there. So that's cool. But it's like, it's like, it's a nice texture, you know, it is, it is. put a little, put a little grain on there. Ooh, Ooh. texture. Wow. A little, yeah, little, a little, little, a little subtle grain, grain. <laughs> a little, little salty grain. <laughs> well, wonderful. That concludes trends and video. Yeah, great find, Lou. Now we're gonna uh, we're about to vote three people off the island. Rip. I no longer have an immunity. We'll see you next time on the pod. All right. Well, thanks for having me. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for thanks for the invite. Very last minute invite. It's not over. Stick around for the next crew. Yeah, that's right. Meet some more faces. 
after this from our sponsors. Welcome back. Part two of the final, final podcast episode. Three people were voted back the island. I'm back with three new friends. Hey, Jackie, Corbin, and Lewis. What's up? How hey. you doing? Lewis and I, uh, we used to run the old podcast. It's going to be back on the mic with you, Lou. Yeah. it's so. It feels way too official right now. I know. This is this a lot is better great. than the setup we had. That setup was great, but this is like a fish. So... Jackie, it's your first podcast episode. I know. I'm so nervous. You're nervous? You look great. You're oh. going to do great. Thank you. How you feeling this, this week or just in life in one sentence? <sighs> life in one sentence. <laughs> it's not great. It's not <laughs> great. <laughs> I had a meltdown last night. Right. Over my spray tan mm-hmm. that I did for, for this podcast. Well, it looks wonderful. Thank you. And I love the honesty. <laughs> I just like to be real on the internet. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> People like that. <laughs> Corbin, how how are you, how you doing? One sentence. Um, life is on the up and up. Okay. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. We had yeah. a one year anniversary with your girlfriend, your yeah. special friend. My special friend. Yeah. Uh-huh. We just Shout out Aline. Door. Shout out Aline. <laughs> You're <What's> awesome. <laughs> um, just moved into a new apartment, bought a new car. and uh, You're like a real adult Corbin now. And I'm, now. I'm making this podcast, so... Pretty sweet. Fun, fun we stuff. are going to be talking about later on some other stuff you're making for Consume. Yeah, Pretty exciting. Some cool stuff. Now, I know Lou is doing great because he just finished paying <laughs> off his desk. <laughs> that, that was going to be uh, <laughs> what I was going to say because I don't have much interesting to say. But yeah, I bought a standing desk a year ago and it's officially paid off. It's Can like a really nice ergonomic <laughs> standing desk. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Do it that way. Yay. Yay. Great job. So Sounds like an expensive desk. Um, does it make you more productive? Not when you break it down monthly. No. <laughs> does, <laughs> does it uh, help your product? <laughs> does it help your productivity at all? Was it worth the the funds? It is. No, I I I don't work at home, so I don't know why I got, I got it because <laughs> I wanted a standing desk. Um, and. Yeah, it's great. Well, if you're interested in selling it, I'm in the market for I, a standing desk. Okay. Zach, he's like, I'll give you one hundred dollars. <laughs> All for my it. TikToks. He's like, I just paid it off for a year. <laughs> it's a. I'll take it off your I'll hands. I'll sell you his followers. I'll sell you my followers on TikTok. <laughs> I do make my TikTok videos on, on off my standing desk. So Hell yeah, there you go. You can imagine me standing there, like a real What's influencer. Your at, Louis Galanti. Mm-hmm. Put it on the screen, Corbin, and post. It'll be on the screen. This uh, guy's funny. Gone, he's a comedian. He's gone viral on TikTok a time or two. Yeah, so what's on the list today? What are we <laughs> talking about? All right, all right, all right. Because that was not on the list. But we can riff, you know what I mean? What's a podcast without riffing? Yeah. All right, so first on our agenda is Client Spotlight. And this week, that is our wonderful friends at Bark Technologies. We've been working together for a couple of years. Big fans, wonderful people over there. Jackie? Tell them why they are our spotlight. Okay. Hang on. I have notes. (laughs) Oh, I'll start out by telling you what Bark is. They are a technology. They help parents protect their kids online. Yeah. Okay. So Bark is a technology that helps parents protect their kids online. But it also makes me think back to my own childhood and the early unregulated days of the internet. When our parents just didn't know. They just didn't know. Deep and dark it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a scary place back then. Um. So just thinking about how much worse it is now for kids. So it's really great that 
sparks around and helping protect kids. And I feel like it's also really cool. Their goal is to always get you to talk to your child about things mm-hmm. instead of just just uh, revealing your child's private texts or anything like that. They alert you to more general subject matter. Mm-hmm. And so you can it sparks conversation between parents and kids, which is you know a great goal, I think. And we actually recently got to see how Bark works because we did, um, we've been working on a series of 26 videos for them that help parents navigate the digital world. It's like a, a visual guide for parents. So we had to do a bunch of screen recordings of how Bark connects to a ton of different apps. And so for some of them, like GroupMe, um, I was doing the screen recordings and I had to make my coworkers message me on GroupMe and I had to connect my phone to Bark. That way I could get alerts on myself as if I was a child. So everyone had to message me, like bullying me on, on group me so that it would trigger a bark alert. And hey, I'll tell you, it works. I got triggered a bark <laughs> alert from Jackie bullying me. <laughs> What's the meanest thing that Jackie said to you? Like just in life or in, in that <laughs> instance? <laughs> I don't think we can say that here. No. <laughs> well, the funny thing about the, the SEO videos is we've been posting them for review in our work channels on slack and they are actually not safe for work they're not safe for kids and they're not safe safe for work some of the content that we've had to see and review is alarming let me tell you fan fiction horrifying a dark place place. horrifying but back to back to (laughs) how proud we are bark yeah had a big accomplishment recently yeah they just closed their series c funding and Congrats. And they are releasing in Q4 of this year a Bark smartphone. And I'm going to buy it for my boyfriend. Could you uh, <laughs> tell me how that smartphone's going to work? Do you know anything about this? I, I this do phone? know there's some things about it. <laughs> no, I was going to say there's not a ton of information out there about it yet. but Not ahead. a ton. Um, yeah, it's basically... Bark's going to come preloaded on this phone. So, you know, if you're giving it as a holiday gift to your child, you don't have to worry about trying to figure out how to get Bark on it. It's already there. Um, All of Bark's controls are customizable and you can change different things for different ages too. So it kind of can grow with your child as, you know, they get older and you can release the reins a little bit. I think it's a really good first phone for, you know, a 12 year old or however. Yeah, what was that phone phones? like back in the day? That was Firefly. Like Firefly uh-huh. didn't have like three buttons. You could call like your mom, dad, and I don't remember. I got a cell phone at ten years old. So wow, look at damn. You. Yeah, that was not these, a great choice. These kids that I, I used to babysit, um, I love them, and my friend babysat them as well. And wh- when they got to be like around ten, I think their parents gave them whatever today's version of a Firefly is. Maybe it's still the same thing. And um, they were like can we have like, your phone number is one of our six phone numbers? And <laughs> can we have Miss Landon's phone number is one of our six phone numbers? And their mom was like, no, you don't, <laughs> you don't need to have them as one of your phone. You don't need to like, they don't need to get being calls from you. Like that's not as funny. That's adorable. Does it scare you to have kids? All the dark stuff on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Man, I did not realize how deep we were going on this <laughs> podcast. Hey, you, you want to have kids, Lewis? Um, Lewis, we really want to know from you specifically. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and yeah. move on here. Um, also, Bark recently hired our friend Sam, who we used to work with as Sales Loft. She's awesome. We're so stoked to be working with her again. So shout out, Sam. Give her a round of applause. 
We love Sam. We love when we work with a client one place and then we love them and then they leave and it's like sad. But then we work they, they start working somewhere else and we work with them again. And then it's, it's like yeah. all over again. All right. S- Sam's great. Sam's great. <laughs> So, Lewis, you've got some dope content for us. So, this is our next segment called Dope Content. And that's where we uh, show a piece of, of dope content and uh, we're going to talk about why it's dope. Okay, let's let's pull it up. Are we going to watch pull it up, us? Let's pull it up. <laughs> I was about to say Banyo. Watch us watching hey, Banyo, it. Banyo, let's pull it up. So, oh, this is cool because we'll it overlay <laughs> what exactly. we're watching with why, while I'm talking about it. But I'm not talking about it yet. Okay. So, <laughs> this is a trailer we're watching. Um, for Headspace, the Guide to Meditation is a show on Netflix. Um, it's just got a lot of really cool uh, animation elements to it. Very imaginative, very creative. Um, and I love anytime I see people doing things where I just watch like that, what we right there. And I was like, how did they pull that off? You know. Mm-hmm. And Corbin, you can take any part. Of yeah. the video because all of it's cool. <laughs> all of it. I'm like, how do they pull that off? Um, I love how meditation can be pretty intimidating and it can also be pretty frustrating when you try and do it and you're like, oh, I can't make my mind be quiet. But the way the, the it was so smart of them to do an animation like this because it kind of makes you feel at ease and it kind of makes that barrier to energy feel less intimidating. Yeah, and there's actually like parts of the episodes where they even tell you to kind of close your eyes mm-hmm. and there's still animation happening on the screen, but you're not watching it. It's kind of weird. Like the point of it is they want you to watch it, but they want you to not watch it. So it's kind of really organic. Some of the, the animations, the elements. Absolutely. I think organic was probably a word that maybe they use in their initial mood board. It's like, let's make Mm -hmm. it feel kind of playful, organic. There's like a fun little character. Yeah, guy. I like the little character. Kind of reminds me of Inside Out, how the mm. how there there was emotions for the little like the emotions yeah. were um kind of personified. It's kind of like this this little blob kind of changes personas depending on you know the word like the gratitude or the stress, and you can kind of see it reflected in their environment. Yeah, my I head's empty now. There's I also posted the link. Um, <laughs> it's working. Your house. <laughs> <laughs> what no please nothing I, I i like to uh, nothing i was gonna make a <laughs> joke but i don't want to be mean i don't want to say anything no mean. say say, say something, something mean. no no Do no, it. no 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 uh, <laughs> what tri- were you gonna no, say jackie's head is always empty? <laughs> <laughs> you can say you. it i was gonna I say, say that i mean you said it i wasn't gonna say it uh, but it was gonna be a joke about oh you know yeah. You say your head's empty now. Okay. Well. Right. It's okay. Jackie knows um, I don't feel that way. But I didn't say that. And I didn't even think. I mean, Landon, you put that <laughs> thought in my head. Actually, Jackie put the thought in my head. I um, said it about myself. Louis so trying it's not to fair be mean game. for 60 seconds straight. But I, I, this this trailer, this Headspace Guide to Sleep, I really think the ending, I, I think the whole thing's cool, but the ending where it like pans up from the bed to the right here, I think. It's just really cool. Oh, that's oh, fun. I like that parallaxing so cool. animation. Good animation. I it's like a fine dope. wine, you know? I want to watch that. I remember you posting about this a while ago, and I and, I, and then I forgot yeah. about it, but I want to go watch it because it yeah, it just kind of makes you feel at ease. And then the the guy who's doing the voiceover, he's the one that does a lot of the Headspace and, um, I think, yeah. audio, correct? Yeah. He's I, one of the founders. I think he is one of the founders. Yeah, he, do, he 
the first episode is like his life story kind of. Oh, cool. Into how he got into meditation. He's a monk, right? Or used to be he a monk? was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Andy yeah, so Pu- Ooh. He's British. Pudukumbe? Nailed so, yeah. it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, those are really awesome. Yeah. Really inspires the work that we do here sometimes. When mm-hmm. I see like a good animation, I'm like, how how can we emulate that? I think it's so cool how you guys are able to like look at something and break down what's happening. And I can't. That's <laughs> a really hard part. Yeah. Is breaking down, okay, this all flows really well. What are the separate pieces? One thing that um, when Emma had some downtime, Emma over there, our lovely intern, um, when she had some downtime this summer, which we kept her busy, there wasn't much of that, uh, I asked her to create some audiovisual timelines for videos that we really like and mm-hmm. kept using for inspiration, like some Apple videos that Michael and I loved. I asked her to like make an audiovisual timeline for that so that with like screenshots or GIFs from the video so we could see what line went with what scene, how did those scenes connect and how could you extract that kind of idea? Because mm-hmm. it is hard to like break it down when you're, the whole point you're not supposed to really be able to break it down. It's supposed to feel continuous. It's true. What, um, what inspires you the most from that? Like, what would you like to create ba- uh, that is inspired from that? Oh, I don't, I don't even know. I think it just gets you thinking about that. I don't know. Right. It's no, part I of it's the meditation, mm-hmm. right? And then part of it is the way it's just like watching anything. When you watch a movie or something like how, like if there's like a stunt in a movie, you're like, how did they do that? It's kind of like getting, Get you in the mood get, yeah. for animation. Gets my empty head <laughs> starting to churn <laughs> ideas out, you know? Totally. What did you think about it, Corbin? Man, I don't know anything about meditation, but it makes me want to try it. It's yeah, like that's beautif- a cool... Beautifully animated. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Corbin, let's talk about all of the things that you've been working on Oh, geez. for consume content. So this is our segment about consume, what consume media has been making lately. Yes. Yeah, so Corbin is our chief marketing officer. CMO <laughs> Corby. <laughs> I just gave him that title. <laughs> he's Congrats one, on the he's promotion. One, one yes. man marketing I just department. went up from the from just a mere part time worker. As they they thought I was an intern when I started actually. So that's kind I of thought you were an who intern. Who was I was not an intern. I beg to differ. I was never an intern. I was hired. Okay, you weren't an intern. I sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> But now as the content marketing manager, I've been working on some cool stuff. <laughs> that was impeccable time. <laughs> Thank you. Um, fingers so to the soundboard. Obviously, one thing we've been working on is revitalizing the podcast. Props to that. Shout out to Lando for uh, helping with that. Um, but I think the thing about wanting to do the podcast when I had initially pitched bringing it back was that we didn't have something that was like a long form content that we could break down into a ton of short form stuff for social media. Um, We've been working on different things like the Strat Chat and just other series stuff that like takes a lot of time to set up. Right. And it's like you only get so much out of that like in one setup. Maybe we got like four or five Strat Chat episodes. Right, and the Strat Chats were, were vlogs that we repurposed into blogs. So that could be posted on, on our blogs, on our website, which is good for SEO and on social media, which is great for you know, thought leadership. But you're right, it, yeah, uh, it takes it a long never, time to set up. And it wasn't like it was long form either. Exactly, it was like, like two minutes. So doing the podcast was something that's like now 
when we get this, we'll be like, be able to break it down into enough pieces to fill up a whole entire month of content. Right. And so that's super exciting to be able to have something that you can consistently post and like, um, have to engage with people. Um, another thing I've been working on, uh, is the 10 year campaign. Um, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I'll clap myself. <laughs> um, earlier this year, Consume Media celebrated its 10-year birthday. Just congratulations to Consume. So mature for only 10. I know, right? Mm. Um, In dog years. We're <laughs> uh, <laughs> older in dog years. But I get it. stupid. Seven <laughs> divided <laughs> by seven... <laughs> No, time no, seven. Time seven. seven. We're, We're mature. <laughs> okay. Ah, old, old. Um, but we wanted to do something to commemorate and kind of promote this 10 years. So we filmed what was at the time supposed to be a mini doc. <laughs> it was Michael and Leo, our co-founders, and then Lando and Lou. Um, telling the story of consume from the beginning, basically. Just because we're the best looking people here. That's why we were yeah. chosen. Yeah, not because they were here first or anything. I got a spray tan for this. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie got a spray yeah, tan. Yeah, now, now that you have the spray tan, you are above me. And, I, but yeah. and that, I'm wearing false lashes. Yeah, but before all that, you weren't, so. For a podcast. This anyway, chick, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, it was supposed to start as a mini doc. Uh, we thought maybe it would be like, a five minute thing but when you have four plus hours of interviews from four different people and or two hours just leo or two hours from just leo it, it gets a little bit difficult to break it down especially when you're trying to tell this massive story about the the founding and basically how consume has grown so it's became been quite a cumbersome project for you it has been cumbersome especially being a one-man marketing department <laughs> here there's other stuff to work on right um, but is now a mega doc. Um, it's going to be three episodes that really start from the beginning to where we are now, um, and broken into kind of the three eras of how consume has evolved. You know, in the beginning, there's kind of just like all the things that it takes to start up a business. Uh, there's this middle section where there's this massive growth, g gaining new clients, gaining employees. Um, and then kind of where we are at now as the third era and some of the bigger projects that we've been working on. So that's been super cool to work on and um, can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, I can't wait to see it's it. It's up to me to make <laughs> it come out. So um, I'm going to get on that. <laughs> nice. Well, I've seen many cuts and it's looking fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think like adding the B-roll to yeah, the definitely. story is probably the hardest part. I think we have the story down pat. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, just find it b-roll for this it's gonna be and you've helped with that so it's been yeah. it's been helpful 10 years of b-roll you could work with i know it's that's crazy. that's I actually <laughs> kind of the, the, the bad part is it's <laughs> overwhelming so but i left there a bunch so of uh, yeah no, it'll be helpful but i'm really excited about that um i was gonna say one so of my favorite parts about watching the cuts from that the docuseries or the mega doc is hearing lou's perspective of everything because he's been here the longest with leo and michael and hearing his perspective on how things have grown and how how much consume and video editing <laughs> means to him i don't know it, it's like I, I do hear leo and michael talk about that i don't usually hear you talk about that and it it, it was just it was really it, it warmed my heart 
Oh, well, thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Amanda. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, I know, you know, I went to college with Leo Michael. You know, we're just a grade apart in. I gotta watch them. We went to elementary school together, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but they weren't starting businesses back then. (laughs) Or maybe they were, I don't know. But not, (laughs) yeah, we were. (laughs) Yes. And I actually think Michael, who's, I'm looking at right now, who's behind the camera, were you on the yearbook staff your eighth grade year? Of course he was. Because I was on it my eighth grade year and i think i was on it my seventh grade Huge year because i think they made they made like some seventh graders be in the on the yearbook thing and i remember michael always this creative guy it's like who is this guy yeah was he like head guy um, in charge of yearbook he was the creative director something. of yearbook right yeah at what 13 <laughs> yeah big shoes um <laughs> but uh but yeah he made them do like v27 <laughs> of the yearbook <laughs> But I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> I do have, and that's, and I have my seventh grade yearbook, which was your eighth grade, their eighth grade yearbook. I, I should bring it in one day. You should. I'd love to see I'm, it. I'm just name dropping it right now in this podcast so we can use it as a reference. Great. Show what Leo and Michael, what their favorite movie was in eighth grade. You know how like they ask you the questions? I'm, I'm dying to know. Um, Step Brothers. <laughs> I think we were in charge of, I don't remember. Anyways, but yes, I've known Leo and Michael a long time. And yeah, went to college with them and got to watch them start consume from their apartment slash every other place that they bounce around <laughs> in and it happens. Um, and you freelanced with them back then, yeah? Yeah, I would, I would say I tagged along and hung out. It wasn't really like that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it an official an capacity. You didn't have a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I, you know. It was a good time. <laughs> we had uh, we had some fun experiences. Getting paid in Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, Red Bulls. It was fun. So yeah. the last thing I want to talk about, speaking of how much consume has evolved and, and everyone is kind of in their own department now, which is a cool evolution because it used to kind of be a few people doing everything. I want to know what a cool project you've been working on lately that you're excited about. So Jackie, you, for you, can just be like an initiative you've been working on in, within project management? I'll, I'll start. So the, the project that I, I talked about earlier that I'm really excited about is I really like working on fully animated projects and I'm working or I just finished right now and Lewis is at, um, animating it is one for our friends at CallRail and it's for one of their product features. It's like an explainer for that product. And uh, we used a lot of we use a lot of pieces of their user interface, but we kind of broke it down to be more we have some full user interface scenes. We have some more abstract scenes. We have a lot of match cuts, which I'm really liking right now. It keeps the story flowing. We have a lot of abstract elements that are moving. I just think it's gonna be a really cool project and I I really enjoyed working on it. I got to use that frosted glass look I'm into lately. And then, I mean, Lewis is just such a a sick animator that I know it's it's gonna look fantastic. So that's what I'm excited about working on. That's dope. What are you excited about working on, Corbin? Something that I'm working on right now that's more of a internal client facing project is our consume crash course, which is basically an onboarding guide package for new clients or existing ones. Um, that kind of has some video intros mm-hmm. that introduce the team to the clients as well as like what our processes are. Um, it should make life easier for everybody, which is something that I'm excited about. I think anything that can make a process more efficient, make it easier is really cool. And to be able to do it in like a visual fun way 
absolutely super exciting for us i think yeah especially because we use a lot of we have a whole little tech stack that our our clients also interact with and if they haven't interacted with those things before like how you can leave feedback on frame io there can be a little bit of a learning curve so it's it's really awesome we're going to have that resource for sure and there was a an old guide and old videos and so basically <laughs> nobody saw the light of day <laughs> <laughs> this project is revitalizing those and kind of a new take on it um hopefully in a, in a great way absolutely lou what are you excited about working on well you know i'm gonna be real current even more current than you i, I mean what we're doing right now we're working on this yeah. podcast i'm working on this right i'm talking absolutely. I'm sitting here um i wanted to piggyback off what you were saying earlier corbin about this piece of content i really enjoy that we're creating this because it's kind of like a it's another way to kind of get to know the consumed team and kind of behind the scenes and then also like a little bit more informal than some of our other content so it's like an, another side yeah. for sure like that is exciting sure. that, we're, that we're, we're creating this yeah jackie what in, what project management initiatives huh. are you just loving gosh Everything goes back to Excello. Right. That's where you live. Yeah. Our new platform. We just moved over to a new project management software. And it's great. Um, I made the joke uh, in my quarterly review form um, that I look forward to rendering myself obsolete. Um, <laughs> you could never be obsolete because you know what? Excello doesn't strike fear into me <laughs> the way that your Slack messages do. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's true. Who would yell at people if I weren't here? Um, but yeah, excited about that and just excited for everybody to be taking a bit more ownership of their tasks. And, you know, like it's like watching your little birds like fly away. Um, <laughs> everyone's really, really taking it and learning it and yeah taking ownership of it so that's been exciting for me another cool feature of excello that you guys probably don't even know sorry i'm getting a toll-free call um put him on the mic <laughs> yeah <laughs> welcome to our podcast um a cool feature about excello that you guys probably don't know anything about because why would you um is that there's a client portal which i have not set up yet but I'm excited about that because that will be really cool. Yeah. When it's live. Yeah. It sends our clients to one place where they can view everything instead of me having to email everybody mm -hmm. a million different updates on a million different projects. So yeah, that's a cool thing that I'm excited to start implementing again to render myself obsolete. <laughs> never. You never could be. You know, things are always shifting and in <laughs> real time that software just can't keep up with working in video we will never be obsolete because i don't think a robot could do what we do thank god right i think about that sometimes too there's a lot of jobs <laughs> that robots could take over like this yeah. is very very easily this is like the opening scene to a movie where <laughs> robots take over the video industry <laughs> i know right? robots can never take our jobs <laughs> robots can't be creative <laughs> i mean i've seen some things like ais that can make like animated videos oh. but you're not going to just have like a robot rolling around filming your live action explainer video ever. I and I mean, those animated little ads, like those are cool and they can like serve a, a, a time and place and purpose, but they can only be thoughtful to an extent. Yeah. Have you guys seen that like AI image generator thing? You can like oh, you yeah. can type, type in anything in. and oh, it that's generates. Also, I don't know any AI yet that can separate uh, layers. <laughs> <laughs> 
in an Illustrator file to put it in. And After if there Effects, is one, please tell us. Yeah, good God, please. <laughs> well, this has been Final Final, a Consume Media podcast. This is Jackie. I'm Landon. That's Corbin. That's Lewis. Thank you if you listened or watched this. And uh, Lou, where can they follow us? On the internet. <laughs> they, can, <laughs> they can follow us on Spotify. Uh, we don't have <laughs> we Twitter. Don't, are we going on Spotify? <laughs> That's crazy. Guys. Um, no one tells me anything. <laughs> uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Cool. Y'all can follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. YouTube. YouTube. Not TikTok. Tw- not Twitter. Tic- Do we have a TikTok? I We're working on it. Do we have a Facebook? Georgia Farm Bureau has yeah. a TikTok, actually. I've been following them. Nice. Anyways. Like Lou said, follow us on the internet. Yeah. Follow us on the internet. We'll see you next time. Bye. Deuces. Deuces.